0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Grinder, guys. We are about to step into it with two of very cool people. Uh, you guys know James, the Dolphin with Eyebrows, Chapman, <laughs> and we have a very special guest today. He's—I say that a lot—special guest. But this guy is—he's—he's he's the. Uh, what can I say about him? He is Sal golden leg and we'll rock and roll so sal give us a little bit of a a background info on you and we'll run from there
1: yeah what's going on guys thanks you uh thank you guys for having me um not sure why you have me on here yet but maybe we'll get into that you know we'll, we'll figure that piece out but man I, don't, I mean how do you intro yourself i guess you know i'm a i'm a father first uh, well i would say actually i'm a husband first uh, i'm a i'm a father uh, I think I think I'm a pretty good friend and, and, uh, I run a, I run what I'm, I would like to think is a, is a good business. I'm proud of our business. Um, just a regular dude, just like, you know, just like everybody else. And, and, uh, I like to live life on the rails and give it hell every single day. And I'm a very, uh, very strong believer in, you know, you only live once and you should make the most of every opportunity you got in front of you. And, and a lot of times I think, you know, people often piss the day away. Um, You know, and I I try to get the most out of people by making them achieve and really getting them to dig deep for a different level and and get after it every single day to make the most of their life. So, yeah, I don't know. uh, I don't have any special superpowers. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not some fucking cool Instagram guy. I'm just Sal. That's me.
2: Sal, what I love is uh, this is the uh, dolphin with eyebrows speaking. Addison, you can be (laughs) jealous of my fucking hairless body all you want, bro but I got no issues with it. All right, so this is, what, this is what I love about Sal. So I pulled up his LinkedIn. I just wanted to read a little bit. You know what, Sal, I've, I've known of you for a while, but I actually didn't know your official title. So I was like, you know what, let me look at LinkedIn. So it's, it says VP of operations at First Form, which to me is, is a supplement company, but so much more than that. I mean, it's a lifestyle company, but it says including but not limited to, packing boxes, sweeping floors, cleaning bathrooms, and every other thing that needs to be done in order to help our team win. I mean, that, that states it right there. That, that's the fucking intro. That's to me from what I see outside the picture frame looking in That's South for Sella. I mean, that's what you show um, when you are are posting and showing the things you're trying to do for your company in your life. So I, I mean, man, I I don't know if there's a better intro than that. So. um,
1: well, Dude, I, I mean, I genuinely mean that because like for me, you know, I always, I kind of, you know i love this business I, and and it's not necessarily that i love the supplement business although i love that too I, I believe in culture man i love i've always been a locker room guy when i you know i played sports my entire life i was a 900 millionth pick of a major league baseball draft to play professional baseball you know i was i was always in a locker room and i love that that team play and so you know there's no one person ever bigger than the team and you know when you look at a business it should be treated no differently and and i've always wanted to be the leader that the guys would you know, that the guys could lean on uh, when shit gets hot, because I think that's, you know, the, the relationships are, are really forged through struggle. They're forged through through uh, competition, they're forged through pain. And, you know, knowing that you have the skill set to be able to get in and help your team win at any point in time, no matter what the task is, I think has helped not only me professionally, but our company, you know, breed some young thoroughbreds who, who really do exemplify what it means to be a great leader. And so, you know, I mean, listen, man, humility is, a, this is what I love about the quote unquote successful people on Instagram. You know, they're out living their fucking baller ass life, whatever it is they do. Most of them, you know, sell some bullshit on the internet that that's like some click funnel, bait funnel thing that, you know, I don't even understand how they make money if I'm really being honest, but they live these lonely lives because it's, it's kind of like a lie, you know? And, and, uh, man, I, I've always been a blue collar guy to like get in and grab a shovel, start digging. That's just who I am. It's what I want to be known for. And that's, that's that what, that's what makes me happy. So, um, I'm not a good finger pointer. I'm a, I'm a good, uh, I'm a good sweeper. So that's how I do it. I love
2: it. I love it. You know, you told about that you said you were a husband first, father second. Um, I mean, that's, that's something that's really been on my le- my mind lately is the whole talk about work-life balance. And right. That leads right into that. I, I just, it's been, and I, I really think it's bullshit. I think the yeah. whole work-life balance talk is bullshit. I think it's, it's focus balance, right? If if that's really a thing. And w- what's your thoughts on that? I mean, how, do you seem like you do such a great job of balancing those
1: things? I mean, is Yeah, well, then I got you fooled. I'm pretty good at that. Um. Listen, man, balance is bullshit. That's what I've learned. However, you can control, you know, like, dude, you, you got to be able to control what's right in front of you. You know, you can't play the emotional game, you got to play the de- decision making game. So what I've learned, that's helped me. And this may not work for everybody. However, you know, I got a pretty crazy ass fucking life. And, and, um, you know, I, I have three kids under 14 months of age. So I mean, I had f- literally three kids under 14 months, all by the same woman, by the way. <laughs> the, you know, when you look at, you know, I run a pretty sizable business. I got 150 guys, I got 10,000 reps, you know, uh, do a couple hundred million dollars in revenue. Like I got a lot of shit going on, not to mention, you know, um, you know, I I have a, I have a life too, although I have no life. But what I realized for me personally is that, you know, I have to attack what's in front of me 100%. And, and that's the only way that I'm going to create my own balance. And what I mean by that is, you know, I get up at five o'clock every day. I work out from five 30 to six 30. That's my time. I don't let anybody fuck with that time. That's my time. You don't fuck with it. I don't schedule anything in it. I have a gym at my house that my guys are welcome to use. They are not welcome to come to my house between five 30 AM and 7 AM. Don't come to my fucking house. And so that's my time. That's time for me at seven o'clock. I'm dad. I am dad because I only get to see my kids for an hour and a half in the morning. I set my phone down. I don't let anything else. I cook them breakfast. I, I make their lunch. I help dress them. You know what I mean? I, I, I change their diapers. I watch cartoons with them. That's my jam. I'm dad. At 9.01 or whatever time that is, typically, you know, I, I take kids to school and, you know, bullshit or whatever. I am business. The second my business hat goes on, I mean, if, if the second I'm in that car, I'm already on the phone and I'm making progress. I'm making shit happen. From this time I'm at work, I, do, I don't, I forget about husband. I forget about dad. I am businessman because without businessman first, which is something I love to do. I love to fucking work. Um, it allows me to do all the other things in life. So I have to dedicate my time to work. That's my time. The second I walk in on my door, I set my phone back down. I'm fucking dad. I am dad from 5.30 till 7.30 or 8 o'clock. And I make sure that I give my kids my attention. You know, like I, I never let my business get in front of me being a father. And, you know, my wife is, is in a very similar place mentally. So it allows me to be husband first, you know, after that. And, you know, we go up to the bedroom, I'm husband for 30 seconds. <laughs> and then, you know, jokingly, you know, we spend our time together. And usually a lot of that time, you know, and we make I make sure to have date night, I make sure to schedule trips. Like my wife is a priority because I think without having a great foundational marriage, that makes sure you're on the same page, it's really hard to raise kids and it's really hard to be focused at business. So, you know, the reason I say I'm a husband first, because that truly is the foundation of my life, because nobody wants pissed off mama, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I, and, I, and I enjoy my wife. My, I love my wife. I, I, I'm not. You hear a lot of these guys are like, I came out of a broken marriage and my shit was fucking stormy and all this stuff. Like, man, I've I, I, my wife treats me as her priority. You know, she's my priority, but we understand that sometimes priorities go to the back burner. But you guys still got to make sure you make time for it. So the balance thing, you know, I don't know if you'll ever balance it because, fuck, I don't know. Like some days, you know, when I'm at home, I feel like I need to be at work because I'm a workaholic. You know, when I'm at work. I still fight the struggle. Like I I should be with my kids. And I understand that that's a feeling that a lot of people go through. However, you know, I have a job to do and it's, it's no different than, you know, being on a mission. Like I got this without work. I don't fucking, I can't take care of my family. And without my family, I can't be a happy guy at work. That gives me a mission to go move on. So I understand the balance between the two of them both need to be fulfilled. And I do my best with them when they're right in front of me. I
2: love that. I mean, it's, it's, it's back to that. Like you say, it's, it's not a work-life balance. It's, it's a work-life connection. Correct. And how they connect and how they intermingle with each other. I couldn't agree more. I mean, cause I think what the times I think about it and the times I get the most frustrated is when I try to balance and I'm trying to make this thing just, just an even kill and nothing in life's an even kill. And then basically I'm the same, just not focused, not driven. I'm at home, but my mind's not really there. And then I go to work and my mind's not really there because I'm trying to keep this even kill and it shit doesn't work that way.
1: No, you know? not only that y'all's you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. You know, like if I'm only giving 50% of my, of my ability at work, then I'm failing. Like I'm going to get my fucking ass kicked, you know? And so I understand that like mentally I have to be in a place of like what I, the mission that I'm on right this second, like I got to be there. If I'm, and this is the, this is the part about having a, a very, a very strong, you know, marriage is like, everybody knows and everybody's been there. I've been there too. You know, if you're in a fight with, with, with your wife or you're in a fight with your girlfriend, like it'll fucking ruin your day. You know what I mean? It'll derail your entire day. So your, your mental capability to actually win that day is terrible. Like you, you don't have, those aren't good days. Like you didn't win that day. You're not killing the fucking day. Yeah. However, you know, when you got, when mama's happy and you feel good about the time you spent with your kids, when you go to work, like, you can clearly focus on what's in front of you and you know what you got to do. And so then I go fucking do it, you know? And, and is it going to work for everybody? I don't know, but I tell you, like, I live a pretty fast paced life and that's what's been best for me. And it gives me the most peace of mind, which I think is where I find my, my, um, where I find my balance is through that peace of mind, knowing that I gave, I only have a couple hours with my kids and I gave it to them. You know, I only have so many hours of work and I gave it to hell. And, when I'm at home, I give it hell at home. And then when I lay my head down at night, I feel good about what I did that day.
2: I like that. That's good, man. That's really good. That's really good. Um, You know, talking about that, giving it hell at work. um, It seems like first form has an unbelievable culture. And I know that has not happened overnight and that is not some magic trick or some bullshit fairy dust. Yeah. Uh, How, how have y'all worked to develop, like, what's some of the key things you've done to help develop that culture, you know, putting that focus in, like you do at home, putting it in at the office. How have you done that with culture to, to really just, I mean, make y'all so known for, for the way y'all work?
1: Well, I think, you know, I mean, I kind of touched on it earlier about, you know, physical, the, the, the respect connection, the, the actual physical connection you have for somebody is in my opinion, developed through work. Now, whether that's work inside the, the office place or work outside, like in the gym, there's a mutual respect that happens through intensity, right? And, and making sure that you hold each other accountable to and setting a high standard. When you set a very high standard, and I joke, and they jokingly, if you ever come to first form, our bathrooms are spotless and it's by design. So it's our accountability tool that uh, we have this thing called a bang box in our, in our front room. Uh, in our welcome area, I guess. And it's topic of conversation, like what's the bang box? Yeah, I was about
2: to say, what the fuck is a bang yeah. box? <laughs> it's
1: called Sal's Bang Box. And it's like a safe zone, right? But it's a safe zone for anybody can bang anybody in our office. And what a bang is, is if you find somebody slipping against one of our core values, and it's right outside the bathroom because that's where the majority of reps happen. If that bathroom, you know, if there's, you know, you got to, if somebody peed on the seat and you walked in, well, will you walk out, that's your problem. You should wipe that, make sure that bathroom is spotless, make sure the toilet paper rolls full, make sure the sink's wiped down, make sure the soap's in the thing, make sure there's an extra toilet paper, uh, uh, extra toilet paper in the the hopper. And so understanding that accountability on a very small level that allows a warehouse employee to bang uh, a C-level guy or the office people to hold each other accountable, that bang box is also, rolls out into other aspects of life against our core value system. So if somebody doesn't represent the first form logo In a way that we would feel is acceptable you can put it in that bang box and you can appropriate a bang so for instance you know so it doesn't get out of hand you know if you lose the bang so if somebody says hey uh you know joe i sell bang joe for um walking over a piece of trash in the front room even though it wasn't his it's against our core values if i said hey it's a thousand dollar bang well if if I don't win that bang, I got to pay that thousand bucks. So it keeps people accountable in that sense too. So it's like, I'm not just out banging everybody for every reason. So it gets people understanding that like, we're going to hold and maintain this standard of, of core value. And what separates us from, from everybody else is is making sure we hold each other set a high standard and hold each other uh, very, very accountable to that standard. And that bleeds into all aspects of life. And so you know, you see it through, you know, hard work, you see it through taking pride in where you work, taking pride in what you do. Um, and, and I always believe in physical pain, man, I'm, I'm a, I'm an athlete at heart. I two a days in the heat, like those are some of your best friends. And that the reason being is because you watch guys struggle and you push through the pain. And so the secondary side of the culture has always been physical for me. You know, I make guys do half marathons and half Ironmans, and we do stupid shit, tough mutters, we we do mile sled pushes and we compete and, and and I love to watch guys, I love to watch I love to break them. That's truth. And I love to watch them, you know, try to break me because I try to let them know the old man still got it. Even though you you know you're young and twenty-five, like I got I'm one hard headed motherfucker. And so we're gonna get out there and, and and have some fun. And so, you know, the thing is is if I invite you to my home gym, like I'm I try to make you puke and uh, ask, <laughs> ask 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 JP Donnell. I got JP on the camera. He's I got him bent over, uh, you know, feeding my lawn, but uh, mm. but it's a respect factor. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I've always been that way. I love doing it, and if I don't break you, it's great. You know what I mean? It's but it's a good struggle. It's a lot of fun, and I think there's a lot of mutual respect that is made, that carries over to the to the uh, to the workplace through the physical bond, if you will.
2: Yeah, I mean, people are having to struggle together, going yeah. through that fire. You Absolutely. Know, I mean, it, it does create unbelievable bonds. Uh, I like the, the accountability piece, you know, I mean, just that simple tool. I mean, really what it, what it makes me think of is just constantly staying engaged, not just having your head in the clouds, you know, not thinking about where you're going, what you're doing, constantly being engaged on every little detail in front of you, keeps your mind, you know, moving on how you better something. And then it starts focusing on you, you know, you start focusing on yourself, how you better yourself.
1: Yeah. And I, 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 I I believe every action is a selfish, selfish-based action, right? Like I think, you know, you you should worry about you, you know, and and understanding how people are going to perceive you. Like that should be something you take great pride in. And so, you know, the accountability aspect when you set the high standard, people take pride in holding that standard. And what they do is it creates separation between us and and everybody else because. Now they're taking pride in understanding that they operate at a different level and then we're competing against other people. And so, you know, you you really watch that it's an infectious culture in that sense. And you know, we're in the business of helping people change their lives. Like people are like, Oh, you sell supplements. I'm like, yeah, kind of, really. Uh, I'm in the, I'm in the business of helping you find you, you know, and, and helping somebody change their, their mental approach at life through a physical journey. You know, we all, everybody struggles and, we just happen to be in that physical side. And so, you know, trying to help people change their lives is helping them raise their standard for oneself first. So you like, which means you've got to go first. You've got to raise your standards. You've got to hold yourself accountable before you can go ask them to hold themselves accountable. So, you know, it's a, we have a go first mentality and like we got to set the standard for what we expect our customers to be so that when they struggle, you can relate to them. You know what I mean? Like you understand, like the reason, Andrew and I have been successful in, in the fitness field and the weight, cause we both we're both fat guys. Like I can, I speak fat. You know what I mean? Like I can look at somebody and I know like what is going on in your brain. Like I fucking know it. And I can, I can talk to him and I say, Hey, listen, it's going to be fucking tough. Like it's going to be hard. Like you're going to want to quit. You're going to wonder why you're not as far as you are 21 days. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, like, and I know the phases of what that looks like, but, keep going right foot, left foot. Like I can get you there. We can get you there. Organization can help you change your life. And what happens, especially, you know, for me, I have a kind of like the the dad bod following in a sense, you know, I have a lot of guys in that arena, but I can help them change their lives and do what happens. You get a guy losing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. You've given him his life back. You know what I mean? It's not about selling fucking supplements. I mean, I think we make the best supplements on planet earth. Like I would never jeopardize, you know, uh, that at all, but what we do is give, give people the opportunity to gain respect for themselves through, through work ethic and commitment to themselves first. And so, dude, when you get a guy to lose 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 pounds, and he's now a better dad and he's a fucking, you know he's got his, his sex life back with his wife because he feels good and he's confident you know, and, and he gets to be a man. Like, that's what, fuck, that's what we do. That's what I want to be fucking known for. And so, you know, you got to go first, which means I got to hold a high standard to myself. I got to keep myself accountable. I got to surround myself with people that'll keep me accountable. And then I got to go hold my customers accountable. When you fucking can create that little perfect storm, um, you get people into your ecosystem. They got to raise their bar. We hold them accountable. They get results. They love us. We have a cool thing, you know?
2: Yeah, results-driven community. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, you're talking about nutrition. So I – See, I'm, I'm completely opposite of all those things in the sense of, like, I'm the skinny fat guy. Like, I probably have arteries in a heart of a, you know, a 300-pound dude, but I have no clue because I can, I can eat a whole pizza and, Not fat and yeah, I mean, just nothing. So, never been I, huge. I, into, I
1: fucking hate you people.
2: Yeah, well, look, so, <clears throat> so, you know, with that, my, my wife's a legionnaire. So this is kind of how I found out about, yeah, I found out about first form to y'all. And, you know, so she started changing her habits, start to, the, her intelligence level on nutrition, where she started doing all the training Then she got my attention with it. And then she tried to make me her test dummy on a lot of the stuff. And I was like, at first I, I fought everything. All right. I'm the guy who would drink six cups of coffee a day. I would crank it out. I mean, the damn podcast is called the grinder by all means, you know, so we, we like to keep it that way. Right. So I'm that guy um so she got me like look you need a good multivitamin you, you need to do the daily stacks which came to me OptiGreens and the multivitamin i don't really want any of that stuff all right so she finally convinced me cuz she wouldn't shut up and it's been it, it's it's been amazing like i'm at the point i was just telling ass this like i'm at the point where i want to start buying this stuff for my whole company because my energy levels natural energy levels are just way higher. I don't need all the caffeine all the time.
1: That's right. You know,
2: I mean, I I, I feel better. I, I just I'm I'm got more energy. I'm more driven. I actually had an employee come to me and go, "Are you on Adderall?" I was like, "Fuck <laughs> no, I'm not on Adderall. I'm just, this is me, baby. This is yeah. me right now. You know, I'm just fired up all the time." So the the whole uh, just putting good stuff in, good stuff comes out. I mean, I will tell you. You know, I, I know you were saying it's not just about you being a supplement company, and I completely see that. But that stuff is very much life changing. Um, it's made me think more about okay, now I'm putting man, I put good supplements in my body. I feel so much better. Now let me think about the food I fucking eat because once again, I'm the guy that can you know eat ice cream every night and eat pizza every day, and I'm good. So it's made me start considering okay, how much better would I feel if I ate some nice, healthy shit? and got rid of all the junk food. And then I did that. Okay, how would I feel if I start drinking a lot more water every day, instead of, you know, sodas and everything else. And step by step, I mean, it's changed that. And I mean, it, it's been amazing. The difference, you know, that I feel still, wow. still the scrawny fat guy. But, you know, I well, mean, no. it's amazing what it's done.
1: Yeah. No, and I and, and, and I mean, I love hearing that, because you understand, like, you, if you ask somebody to take 25 supplements and change their entire lifestyle, they're likely going to quit. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Small steps, man. Like you know, like, and I always tell people, like, if you meet me halfway, I can get you where you want to go. But I got to get you going first. Like, you got to give me something. Like, I can only give you 50% of the equation. The other 50, you're going to have to put in the work and you're going to have to make the decision. And it's not these huge fucking steps that keep people, you know, accountable along the ride. It's just like you said, drink a gallon of water a day. Take a multivitamin and take a green supplement. Can you do that? Can you do that for two weeks? All right. Can we? All right. Can you, you go to the gym three times? You know, when you start adding in, all right. Let's keep this foundation. Let's add in some some thirty minute walks. You know, and you just start yeah. gradually getting in. And they start naturally feeling better. They start taking a little bit more pride in how they look. They start seeing that they're changing a little bit. And it's literally these small steps that over time you end up developing great habits that can get you where you want to go. And so when you try to drastically change somebody and do a 180, I mean, can you do it? Yeah, absolutely. But mentally you're going to fuck with that person a lot. And so sure. you got to just slow and steady and you got to think your body's a really cool tool and you don't really appreciate it till you get older, you get a little sore, shit doesn't look the same. It hangs a little fucking sideways, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a motor. It's a, it's the best gift from God you could ever get. And so, you know, putting, good fuel in your body will yield a better result on the output side. And so, you know, you start seeing that as you start cleaning up your habits and cleaning up your diet, you know, uh, for you to change your life. Like I always tell people, I only take five supplements. There's, I take, I make 60 fucking skews. I take five of them, five, you know, like you don't need tons of it. It's just supplements are designed to fill gaps in things that people don't do. Not everybody takes the same five, but I have missing links. And so I, you just take a little bit every day and, you know, you make sure you get up and get moving. And, man, like, it's amazing what a little pride in yourself and a little self-confidence in yourself can change your fucking life. And then you add good food on top of it and a quality supplement regimen. Like, you can really, you can really do some damage. Yeah, so, it's, it's
2: amazing. Sorry, go ahead, so, As. Something that, I, that, that I've kind of picked up
0: on from you is that right foot, left foot mentality is all you have to do is keep making that step. Keep, keep going on the goal that you're on. And just keep walking that road, um, and I, I feel that a lot of people lose sight of that, and they try to take in just like you said. They try to take in so much at once, whether it's business, whether it's you know fitness, whether whether it's just their their main turn goal right now. Right. It's so like they just try to attack everything at once when you just need to hit that left foot right foot mentality and just go. Um, and I, I think I'd like to dive in a little bit more on that. Just how you kind of came into that right foot, left foot mentality.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah of course. So, um, my, my dad's a very influential uh, character in, in both my brother and myself's lives. And, and he's an unbelievable man and, and, and has an ungodly amount of wisdom from the simple sense. And what you realize is like, life is very, very simple. And, and you know, y- 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 success is about continuing to keep fucking progressing and that's the right foot, left foot mentality. And, and I, I tell a story about my dad. You know, when I at 35, I was probably the heaviest I've ever been. And I've been I've always yo-yoed up and down. And I decided I was going to run a half marathon. So I, I walked in. I walked in the office one day, and I just started walking through it. I'm like, are you in or out? And they'd be like, uh, I'm in. I'm like, good. Okay, we're running a half marathon in 30 days. And I just literally walked down, and I got 25 guys to go. And so on my 35th birthday, I ran my first half marathon. Well, that – just kind of prolonged and then the next year you know or a couple a couple really a couple months later I was like all right I did the same thing you in you in you in you in you in? You had all these guys got 10 or 12 guys to go we did a half Ironman and I remember I got to the run and I was fucking broke man like I was beat like I was like holy shit I bit off and I remember my dad I kind of came around the stretch for the second lap for the last six miles and um I was sitting there and there's my dad and, and I, you know, my dad and I have a really special bond. He's, he's a good man. And, and, uh, you know, I'm very, very fortunate. I don't know why, you know, I'm very fortunate to have him. And so he, you know, he ran about three or 400 yards with me and I, my dad's, my dad's my best friend in that sense. And so, um, you know, he showed up and and I said, and I'm like, dad, man, I'm fucking struggling. Like, I think I bit off a little more than I can chew. And he, he, give me, he gives me his little laugh, which he always does, you know, and he's like, nah, you'll be fine. Just keep going. Right foot, left foot, you'll be up, you'll be all right. You'll get there. And you know, I've parlayed that in the life because my dad's always always spoken about right foot, left foot, go there. Right foot, left foot, you'll get there. And you know, when you look at success, you know, success doesn't happen for most people because they don't give enough time because they quit. You know, and it doesn't matter. Like most people need to get there in this amount of time. And it's like the time game doesn't matter. It's the small steps of improvement over time that create the big change. And and you know, when you try to make these drastic changes, what happens is they don't commit to it long term and so they never get anywhere. Like the same people, they start 12 businesses, they don't ever let them mature and they don't ever want to go through the struggle and they don't want to keep pushing past the pain. And it's through the pain and the struggle where you build the mental toughness to continue to keep moving and you parallel that over into business. So for me, it's always been physical and that's where in the last three, four, five years, well, three, four years, I've been really trying to break my guys mentally. And for some guys, it's running a 5k. And for some guys, it's doing an ultra marathon. Like I try to challenge them to push on themselves as hard as they physically can, because, you know, working through those struggle zones, it parlays over into the business land where, you know, it doesn't matter. Nobody, nobody ever asks you how long, how long did it take you to finish your half Ironman? They ask you like, did you do a half Ironman? You can answer yes. Well, life is, life is very similar. Nobody says, well, and and I'm not saying nobody says it, but it's kind of fucking irrelevant. I made a hundred million dollars by the time I was 35. Or do you say I just made a hundred million dollars or have business that's $200 million. Like nobody really gives a fuck if you did it by 25 or 35 or 45 or 55. Like it's, did you do it or did you not? You know? And so, yeah. and the difference in those people is usually, did you just keep moving? Did you, did you deal with the punches and the kicks and the blows? And when you got knocked down, did you get back up and keep going? And that's what life is to me. You know, it's a physical battle or a mental battle that you, you're going to have bad days. You're going to get kicked in the nuts. You got to get up. You got to put your shoes back on, put your pants on and go back in there and give it hell. Right foot, left foot. See, and I love that
0: shit. Like I, I that whole, that whole mentality for me is, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. You just got to keep going. It, it As long as you are on the right path, as long as you are, you know where that that end goal should be and you're doing those things in between. I mean, it just, that shit just makes sense.
2: I mean, A- Addison, I mean, I think it's uh it's an og Mandino quote. He says, uh, you know, it's not your, it's not your job to know how many steps you take. It's your job to keep making steps. You know, when he's talking about going through success, but what cra- what, what? when that cracks me up, but what gets me is you talk about the rush, how people don't want to spend the time, Nobody wants to spend that much time. It's just what you fucking do. You know, you do it till it gets done. But what I don't get is like the next five years are going to go either way. And the people who don't want to spend the time and they quit and they keep starting over, their five years go too. They're 10 years, they're 15, they're 20 years. And then they look back and they're still in the same fucking spot. You know, I mean, it just makes me think how much further I would be if I just stay the course and continue on and keep making the steps.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that could go for diet, physical change, success, life change. I mean, you know, time is the most precious asset you have. That's why I don't let anybody violate my time. Like I will not, like my time is my fucking time, you know, and I learned, you know, and you got to have a little bit of success in order to be a dickhead like that in that sense, but not really, you know, like, because before you're successful, if you create that habit, you can get to being successful a little bit faster. And when you have that, it's not a new trait you got to learn. So like, you know, you really have to appreciate time. And that's why I always try to, to, to preach like my, I love my guys. Like I'm, you know, some people are like, oh, my employee, like I love my fucking guys. Like I would, I I would fucking do anything for them. And they know that. And I try to, you know, I try to give them wisdom as, as I was you know, fortunate to have when I was a child, I try to share as much as I can with my kids and with my kids. I say my guys, they're one and the same to me. And, you know, time is a very, very precious tool. Today is a gift. And what you do with today should be very thoughtful and it should be very, very, very purposeful because tomorrow, as tomorrow comes, you know, today is gone. And you have to really understand that what you do today affects tomorrow. What you do tomorrow affects the next day. And when you start really taking a a life full of purpose and a life full of direction, you can kind of go exactly where you want to go. And I always use this. This is kind of like the story I tell. Most people don't know where they're going. They just don't know. So they don't start right foot, left foot in that direction. They just don't go. So instead of doing something, they do nothing. And I always say, you know, it's funny because like the average person will choose where they're going on vacation and they'll sit and look at TripAdvisor and Expedia and fucking Apple vacations. And they'll choose three weeks on where they're going to stay. And you know, is it all inclusive? Is it not all inclusive? Like, you know, and they go all this time, but they won't spend three weeks on where they're going to go in life and what they're going to do with themselves. And what's yeah, interesting about right. it, well, well, what's interesting about it though is, is really the back end of that equation is you know, life is no different than planning your vacation. Like you got to plan your life and like where you're going. And and this is why. You'll plan your vacation, but the vacation is you can flip it straight into into life. Like if you're gonna go to Florida and you wanna surf, you need to pack a different set of bags than if you want to go to Colorado and ski. And right. life, like if you want to be successful in this area of your life or you want to build this. Or you want to go here. Like you need to equip yourself with the information and, and the effort to be able to go in that direction. Most people just wander away and they just, you know, drift in the wind when in reality, you know, you pack a much different bag to go surfing than you do skiing. How are you going to get there? You're going to drive. You're going to fly. Who's coming with you? You know? And so like when you're building a business or your life of success, like who's going to drive, who's coming with you, where the fuck are you going? And so, you know, most people won't spend three weeks on, on figuring out where their lives are going. You know, like yeah. they don't have a vision board. They don't have a dream house. They don't have a, they don't have any sort of plan. It's just, well, I'm going to go to my job today and I'm going to work until my boss gives me a raise. And when he doesn't give me a raise, he's a fucking asshole. You know, it's like, yeah. what the fuck, what are you doing to add more value to yourself to make yourself more valuable so that he sees value in yourself so that he wants to give you a raise so he can keep you there. that's, you know, Seth Godin wrote a, book, a great book called Lynchpin, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, and it's about pinning yourself to the person in front of you. So as they move through the system, you move with them. But I, you know, I don't know. We could go on. I mean, that's, we're happy to go down any fucking hole, but that's a different fucking, that's a whole different (laughs) topic for me.
2: You you know, but with that, Sal, I mean, you, one of the things you kept, you keep mentioning, you know, you, you you expressing that it's very evident, you know, who you are and how you process it and how you, how you value your time and all that, you know, it's like um, to those points. I mean, I think also, you got to know how you are and how you process and how you work through stuff. Like Addison and I, I man, we're completely different. I mean, I got to know every letter. I got to know it forwards. I got to know backwards. Addison's the type of guy where if he decides he wants to do something, fuck it tomorrow, he's doing it. I want to do jujitsu. Now he does fucking jujitsu. I want to start a podcast. He started this podcast. We talked about it one day. He, He, you know, I was like, man, that would be cool. He started the next day, you know, it's just the way he works. He can do that. So, I mean, I think it's also important to, you know, know the type of individual you are so you can plan that trip accordingly and then go about it. I mean, it makes, it makes all the difference. I mean, everybody tries to know all this different information in the world we live in today. I mean, there's data at your fingertips everywhere that you can
1: soak up, but it's crazy how little we know about ourselves. Well, that's cause we're in a point, we're in a point the finger society. Yeah. You know, everybody wants point, point blame everywhere else. And look, and like you look at reality TV, we want to look at everybody else's problems. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there's yeah. entertainment and everybody else's problems. But, you know, where success lies, at least for me, like, you know, and, and, I, and I say this all the time, you know, you, you go out and you speak, I just, yeah, whatever. You speak across country and you, I really don't give a fuck if you think I'm cool or not. You know what I mean? Like I don't, like I genuinely don't. I'm the same me. I drive a pickup truck. My wife's hot. I wear cowboy boots. <laughs> I fucking, you know, I chew tobacco here and there, I drink beer, I wear cowboy boots with jeans. If you don't, I wear cowboy boots with my suits. If you don't like it, fuck you, I don't care. And I've <laughs> learned that that's the earned confidence that I've had through paying my dues and and looking at myself and really fucking figuring out who I am and, and 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 I'm the same guy that I've always been. You know, I'm from South County. I'm from a, you know, it's a very blue collar area here in St. Louis and I'm proud to be from South County. And I always t- I tell people all the time, like I'm just as likely to punch you in the mouth as I am shake your hand. Like just who yeah. I am, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm cool with that. And you know, I'm, I'm more worried about what my guys in my office think of me than I am with some fucking person out on Instagram. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think. You know what I mean? Because these are the guys that come to battle with me every day. And if I lead them in a very moral, um, um, lead by example way where I can lead with my heart. You know, like on Mondays, this Monday meeting, like, dude, I cried. I cried in front of my guys. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like I told them something that meant something to me and I fucking cried. I don't care. Those are my guys and they don't judge me. In fact, they probably think I'm a stronger leader because I have the balls to do it. And so I'm not worried about what other people think, because I know exactly what the fuck I have going on. And you know what, I know my weaknesses just as, as much as I know my strengths, you know, like the reason I speak fat is because I have severe body, you know, dysmorphia in a sense. Like I understand what it's like to be not, to be uncomfortable in your skin. I understand what it's like to not want to take your shirt off at the pool. I understand that shit. I mean, I play professional fucking sports, you know, like I get it, you know, so it's not, it's not something that I don't have to fake something who I am. I'm fucking me, you know, and there's no better person or, and there's no better way to honor the gift that God gave you than just unequivocally be you just fucking be you. But you got to look at yourself first. And that's, I always tell people I'm gonna write a book called the mirror because the mirror tells you all tools and the book's only going to be like this big. <laughs> Every fucking problem is yours. You know what I mean? Like it's your fucking, problem. you know, it ain't somebody else's problem It's your fucking problem. You're not happy in your relationship fix it and you can fix it or you can get the fuck out of it, which is the equivalent of fixing it. You know, like yeah. if you're a shitty fucking worker and you, you don't get promoted and you never ever get promoted and you tell yourself you always get passed up, I can promise you, your boss is not trying to keep you down because your boss is trying to make himself look like a fucking rock star. And if you were a fucking rock star, he'd figure out how to make you better your problem. You know what I mean? And his problem yeah. is to fucking find somebody to fucking make him look like a goddamn rock star. So if you could fill yeah. your own fucking, you could fill your own solution by fixing yourself, you know, and so, but all too often we want to point at everybody else and it's like, hey, motherfucker, go look in the mirror and you'll find a lot of solutions.
0: It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's that, too easy to come up with an excuse saying it's Sally's fault or John's fault versus looking in the mirror, exactly like what you said. Go ahead. But, but
2: it's good that you hit on that. I mean, because it, when you were first talking about it, a lot of people take that first half of what you're saying, Sal. They take the part where you're like, you know, this is who I am. This is me. Don't give a shit if you accept me or not but you can't be that first part without being the second part where you also got to take responsibility for who you are and it's lacking the shit you got to fix and be real with yourself about fucking doing it too. So, yeah.
1: And dude, I, I, listen, I lived that life in my early twenties. Like, you know, and this is the thing is like, I've gone through, I've gone through all those struggles. That's why, quite honestly, I think that's, that's why, you know, I'm personally, I've been successful in this business is because like I used to make all those little bullshit excuses to myself. And now when people are making them, I call them on them like, you know, like, and I, they know that I know because the way I address it, I just, I don't try to like, this isn't like therapy to me. This is like, all right, I'm going to fix you and we're going to fucking call you on your shit. And we're going to get you fucking moving. You know, like when people, this is what's cool about our business. Like, and this is the same thing about life. Like life will not deny you success. If you put in the work, a diet will not, it will not, it will not, uh, will not, a diet will not fail you if you put in the fucking work like if you're truly eating what you say you're eating and you are truly doing the work that you say you're doing even if you have the fat gene or not because the fat gene is real you will progress to a better body type you will progress faster and you will look fucking great now how we do that is a little different however if you do the work and you're honest with yourself same thing in life if you're putting in you're reading you're fucking investing in yourself you're making yourself a better weapon at work like they're gonna find you Success will find you. The diet will work for you. But if you're not honest with yourself, don't ever expect to fucking win. You know what I mean? And I mean deathly, deathly honest. And I used to be that. Like, you know why I have a great marriage? I mean, my marriage is fucking good. Like, I got a good woman. Like, a great woman. She pushes my buttons and all that type of shit. We fight. All the shit that happens. But at the end of the day, like, I look my wife in the eyes and I love that woman. You know, and she's good to me. And I can confidently say that because I fucked every relationship up prior to that. And you know why yep. I did it? It's their fault, and I lied, and I cheated, and I fucking did all this shit that you're not supposed to do. And guess what? It doesn't fucking work. You can't fucking make it work. You're never gonna have the respect for a woman that you should have if you're out doing this shit that you shouldn't do. And the reason you don't have respect for them is because ultimately you don't have the respect for yourself.
2: Yeah, love that,
1: man. That's awesome. I
0: want to uh, jump into yeah. Um, go ahead. I want to jump into one thing. Uh, you did bring up like your morning Monday meetings. So occasionally I'll catch, I'll catch a glimpse, glimpse of it. Yep. Uh, and I want, I want to tie into like, where do you pull that motivation from? Where, like, where do you, where do you, I know, it's gotta come from somewhere. I know it comes from you, but I guess, I guess the question that I'm trying to formulate
1: is where does that shit come from? Like my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I learn it. You connect with people emotionally. Yeah because every day is a struggle and people struggle first, you know, professionally, personally relationships. And so what I do is I, I storytell. What I do is I tell a version of a story that comes from my eyeballs, how I see it, how I did it, how I conquered it and what I wish I would have done differently or how, you know, how I approached it. And and so like, I'll just give you a topic. Like I, I mean, I literally, I don't like, I've never been to a meeting school. I mean, if you, if you ask me what I'm going to do in 10 years, like, I mean, I think public speaking is probably what my, I mean, I'm getting, you know, I get paid more to do more and more, you know, national keynotes and things like that. But like, I don't know, man, like I've always just been fucking deathly honest, like right. really fucking real. You know what I mean? And I got a funny story about that. Now, remind me about my dating scene and being real and, and, and I'll come back. But I'll tell you, so like on Monday, on Monday, I, I, I told her it was just success, So I come up with a topic and I tell a story to it. It's success is your obligation. And why it's your obligation because I just got back from Haiti. And, you know, I don't know why us in the United States, I took 20 guys to Haiti on a mission trip and, and we support an orphanage in Haiti and we fund 47 kids, food, water, shelter, medical attention. I do it through my 501c3. It's called 30 for the Kids. And, um, and so I bring guys down there and I, I kind of have like a kumbaya session, but it's, you know, it's really the best trip I've ever taken. You know, when I bring guys yeah. down there, I can watch them transform mentally. Um, and it's really cool to watch that take place. But <clears throat> when you look at, um, you know, why it's our obligation is, you know, we all won the sperm race, right? But why we were, why we were born in the, in the best country in the world, nobody knows. So you have an obligation, you have an obligation every single day to live the very best life that you possibly can. And why it's the greatest in the country. So this is, this is the parlay. So like, we just happened to win this lottery. And you have an obligation to the people of Haiti. And there's, you know, 60% of the world is poverty stricken, just like Haiti. Haiti just happens to be one of the poorest countries in the world. No, no, no structure, complete government corruption. And it's a hellhole. I mean, it is like hell on earth, man. It is a fucking bad place. And the people of Haiti are great. They're, they're wonderful people, the love, the smiles, the, the, you know, it's, it's, it's literally earth shattering what it'll do to you. It'll mentally fuck you up. And why it's your obligation to the people of Haiti that we, that you represent them and take, take control of your advantage, your opportunity is, you know, your obligation. The secondary part to that is the reason it's the greatest country in the world is because, you know, the soldiers in World War II who got off those boats when they were raiding the beach of Normandy, they fought for our freedoms. And they were 19, 20, 22, 23-year-old kids. And you imagine being on one of those boats getting fucking shot at getting out of the boat opening the door and you see all these soldiers laying in the water. Water's red from blood. And there's your friends you went through boot camp with and they're dead and they're laying out there and they had to raid that beach and a lot of them didn't go home. And they did that for you. And you happen to win the lottery. And I told them a story and the reason I got emotional is because, you know, my, my dad comes from a big family, one of 12 and his, there's only two, there's only two, the first two brothers are from a different dad and it's my dad and his brother and he's my bloodline grandpa and my grandma was pregnant with my dad and and he was one of the soldiers who went over and went to world war Two, and and died He sacrificed his life and my dad never met his dad i'll never meet my grandpa and why I told him that success is my obligation and what I think about, because my dad was telling me a story how he's never seen his grave. And so we made the decision we're going to take my dad to go see his dad's grave. And my obligation is I've never met that man. And my dad's never met that man. And he never got to live a life that that he should have and he could have because he put, the, he put his balls on the line voluntarily to go make it happen to fight for the freedom so that we can have the opportunity we have. And so when you look at it at a cellular level like that, like, it is my obligation. So when I meet that man one day, hopefully when I cross to the gates of heaven that I can shake his hand, look him in the face and tell him that I gave it hell, man. And I did you, I did you right. And we as a company, we as an organization did, um, we led by example and we, you know, we honored your life by making the most of what we fucking have. And I'm going to give a fucking hell every day. And so success is your obligation. And I told my guys that in a very deep, you know, that's a very 30,000 view I mean my meetings are an hour to an hour and twenty minutes long, and they 're very detailed and they 're very topic driven, but I mean that you know and the obligation goes further than just my kids and my family and you guys like you know my obligation to life is not just get rich get rich is one of the things I'd want to do, however, my obligation is to make sure that my name means something and my name means something more than just my name it means something for the people who have sacrificed their lives for opportunities like ours it means something so when I support those kids of Haiti and I can watch them mature and hopefully live a better life than, than they could. That's part of my obligation. That's why success, without money, without success, you can't support those kids. Right. And, you know, for my guys, if I'm not uberly successful and if I'm not pushing the fucking limits, the guys who have helped me get to where I'm at, the guys that I go to fucking war with in, in, in the business land every single day, they're not going to live the fucking lives that they want, which means I got to have a dream big enough that they all their dreams fit inside, which means I got to fucking step on the gas. and So I got to go every motherfucking day, you know, and, and it's not just about you, you know, you got to live a life that's bigger than you and you got to fucking really be willing to put everything on the line for it.
0: I fucking love it. So there's,
1: how did I come up with that meeting? I was hungover as fuck. I went to the game <laughs> hockey game with my dad on Sunday night. He told me the story, how he never saw his dad's funeral. his dad's graveside. And he wants to go see it. I walked in Monday, thought about it, and I went out, and talked to him. I, yeah. sw- I swear, I don't have, an, no, I don't have no, I, I couldn't even make that shit up.
0: Yeah, no, that's that shit is, it's real. I mean, you just talking to you right now, like I could, I, you can tell that shit comes from from a good place. It comes from a good
2: place. Um, that that's fucking Addison. That's I mean, like seriously, if, if you listen to this podcast, you need to fucking pause this for like thirty seconds and fucking assess some shit. And see how you get that kind of passion in your life. Like I'm I'm sitting here, I'm listening to Sal, but I'm sitting here thinking, what gives me that kind of passion? What pushes me? Cause Sal's passion is not going to be my passion. You no. know what I mean? Like and to drive that hard, because you're I mean you're right, man. There's there's only one life to live to that. But I mean, everybody listening to this needs fucking pause, take 30 seconds of fucking silence and think about what makes you want to drive that hard.
1: Anyways, Addison. Well, and I I mean for me, dude, like. It's got to be bigger than you It's got to be because you're the first person that will quit on yourself. But if you put yourself in somebody my else, shit. somebody else's crosshairs and you got to, you got to fight for them. You'll fight a little bit harder and you'll dig a little deeper. And, and when you start making it for more than just you and more than just your kids and more, you know, so now I fight for the kids of Haiti. I fight for my guys. I fight for my namesake and for my grandpa's namesake. I got a little bit more in the tank to fucking give it hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For
0: sure. Yeah, that's, that's something that, you know, when I, as I was growing up, that was something that my dad, you know, pushed into me. It was like, you know, all you have in this world is your name. That's it. That's the only thing you're given. And that's the only thing you can take away. Right. Um And I've noticed as, you know, going through the hiring process here was now that I have an employee, it changed, it changed everything up here. It It's like, I just like what you said. It's not only what your plan is now. It's what what sort of plan does she have coming into the company? Like what what does she want to be? And then how does that mold into what I had planned? And then does do I have to now maneuver my plan to build off of what her plan is? Um, I I'm I'm fucking speechless. <laughs> to be honest, I mean that it, it connected
1: that that connected. Well, and, I mean. You know, like, dude, you're, if you, if you care about the person and you want them to do well, then you figure out how to fit their dreams into your dreams. Right. But if, if they want to sell ice cream and you want to fucking help people get less fat and their dreams don't fit your dreams, then you got to find a new person. You know what I mean? So you, you got to right. be real careful with, you know, how that works, but you're supposed to remind me about being death designer, a dating Yeah. Center. I got it written down. I got it written right. down. Let's,
2: I, I got to hear it now. Let's, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. that is
1: great. I tell people, it's usually like when I'm speaking this, I get a pretty good kick out of this, but. I guess the crowd gets a pretty good kick out of it. <laughs> so in college, like, you know, I, I had a couple girlfriends, you know, you'd, you know, I played college baseball and then, yep. you know, here on the road all the time. I was in college, you lived in a different city. I was in St. Louis, your home for the Christmas break, you know, so you dated a couple girls, right. And you'd try to like, you know, sly your way through, through all of them. And, uh, you know, then I got, I got drafted and played and you're in a different city every night. So I always had it and I would always get caught, you know what I mean? Like, some of it, you know, like you just get caught up and it's like you're creating all this bullshit for yourself and it's like <laughs> lie, upon stumbled, lie upon stumbled lie upon stumbled lie upon stumbled lie. And the reason I share this with you is because like I finally got sick and tired of just like, I'm like, dude, fuck this, man. Like, I'm just going to tell them that what I want. You know what I mean? I'm just going to say, hey, like, this is what I'm looking for. And, you know, you know, and so I would get in there and I, you know, I'd be talking to girl, Hey, listen, like, this is what I'm interested in. I don't want any more than that. I don't want a date. I said, we can, you know, like if you need a date to a wedding and you want me to go with you, like I'll ride with you, but I'm not, I'm not boyfriend, girlfriend material. It's not what I'm looking for at this point in time, but you know, I got these needs. You got, maybe you're interested, maybe not, but I don't want any more than that. And guess what happened? I started no drama. Like it was like, great. It was like unbelievable. You know, they, then when you had to quote unquote, break up with them, they weren't mad at you. It was like, Hey, you know? And so I learned, through my dating scene, I learned to be like deathly honest. And I realized that people appreciate you way more for being honest because at the bar, if the girl was interested in a relationship and you weren't interested in a relationship, she could move on. You know, it's right. like in business or in life, like I can just speak the truth. And if it doesn't fit your mold, like I'm cool. I'm not even mad at you for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. let's just, it's kind of like your employee, right. like tell them the truth. They don't fucking like it. That's okay. Then listen, i will go help you find something else. You know, it's just not going to work here. Right. So, you know, honesty is the best policy. And, and it, you know, I got a thick skull. It took me a few years to figure that out, but that's why I have a great marriage because I'm fucking my, my wife and I are honest with each other. It's also why we, you know, we get after each other every once in a while. It's cause like, you gotta, you know, speak your mind. And, and, and I think that's where a great deal of passion comes from. And I think that's where uh, dude, a lot of great things come from being honest. So I don't know. I don't know why I wanted to tell you that. I just thought it was appropriate. No, no it's,
0: it's, for it's sure. That, that was, um, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. And that that's something that. it's called the, the, is
1: that
2: is that called the Frisella method? <laughs> we can do
1: it I'll tell you what. That's my next book and it's about this shy. And, and I just <laughs> <shy.
2: laughs>
1: yeah, no got a lot of those. Yeah, I mean dude, like listen, if I knew this wasn't being recorded, I'd tell you some really funny things. Yeah.
0: Hey, look, look, we can get off this <laughs> in about two minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so I, I wanna I wanna just jump into a few different things. Um I know that you have the TNT podcast. Yep. Um the uh love the podcast. You guys Thank need to you. put out some more shit. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on that, I mean if if you guys haven't listened to the TNT podcast, um you need to fucking get on it just, you know, if you're looking for some nutrition truth, then they definitely have it there. Some good advice, some good all around good knowledge. And honest, and honest. Yeah. Um it's good stuff. And then, so I want to I kind of dive into, because everybody, everybody that we bring on, I would say 99% of them are readers or, or they listen to audiobook, whatever. Yep. Um, so is there, is there any, probably like one or two books that you would drop in just saying, hey, you know, on, whether it be leadership, whether it be, you know, culture building, whether it be um, business, mindset, whatever, or do you have any books that you would recommend
1: I got quite a few books I would recommend. I have a link that I could, I could share with you here. It's like my top 10 books. I have like a little Amazon store that I just keep it there because everybody, I get asked this question pretty regularly. Um, No, no, I don't even care. I I just extreme ownership for me is kind of, it's actually part of the reason how I met JP. Um, Jocko and Leafs book is, I mean, it's spot on from a leadership perspective. I mean, it is, I mean, I, I I think that's where why JP and I hit it off so well is because we're wired very, very similarly. Um, it's a fucking fabulous book. If you struggle with money, I recommend a book. In fact, I, I always keep 10 copies here. I send them out to people. I get asked questions in regards to money all the time. It's called the automatic millionaire. I read it when I was 21 or 22. It's a great fucking book. I, I promise you, I've made this guy fucking rich because i probably sold him 6,000 copies and the books, you know, 15 years old, 20 years old at this point. And he's probably like, why in the fuck am I selling so many books now? Uh, it's a great common sense book on, you know, the, the how to's of money, very basic principles. Um, I, I have to, the magic of thinking big is a fucking fabulous book. Lombardi rules is a fabulous fucking book. Um, there you go. I mean, that's you know, like really like when you start diving into, if you really read any of these books, you, you know, I, I read things that I connect to, you know, because like I, I look at, you know, coach Lombardi and I'm like, I, I mean, I would play for that fucking guy in a heartbeat. I mean, it's easy, easy thing to say, but I think, you know, if you were to ask anybody who played for him, which I don't know anybody who did, however, you got to be a mentally fucked up person to enjoy that shit. And I know I'm mentally fucked up in the head that way. Um, you know, and and that's what you look at John Wooden. You look at any of the great coaching coaches in that sense. Like I'm a, I'm an athlete driven leader um, because I love fucking struggle and I love, dude, I just love the locker room. I always did. You know, I was the fucking guy. Like we'd have the new guys in the shower and we would like, we would have, we'd all have our sunglasses on and we would chant until they fucking came in, you know, like we would fuck with them. But I just love the fucking locker room. I love fucking leading. I love that hardcore principle there's a book that I just read called Legacy. It's about the All Blacks, the New Zealand All Blacks. It's a great fucking book. Toxic. In fact, one of the principles in there is sweeping the shed, which is the player they don't have a they don't have a custodian that comes in and cleans the locker room. They clean the fucking locker room because right. it's a in their locker room, and it's it's like our office. Like so, when I'm reading the book, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm great just like them because I make my guys <laughs> sweep the shed. But you know, I associate myself to those things, and I and I and I. Those are books that I enjoy.
0: I love it. James, you have any other questions, dude? Dude, I can't hear you. The dolphin is loose. The dolphin is loose.
1: Dude, I can't hear you, bro. Arms up. Hit the mic button. Did you mute yourself? He's back. All, He's all right, I'm back.
2: Cold. Y'all hear me now? Yeah. You boy. hear me? Okay. I don't he- know what the hell happened. Well, I do. You're probably
1: uh, looking at Pornhub on the back. End. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know what my question was anymore Rattling. yeah uh, so look uh the grinder podcast all right not to be can uh confused with the grinder app
1: yeah well uh, i was curious whenever whenever i yeah. saw my schedule i said well
2: i thought about fucking
1: with you on that i'm gonna be I, real it's okay listen i would have handled i would have taken it in great stride i've been like well listen dude, I, i'm that's i mean Mine's an exit only. That's not the game I play. Yeah. However, like I'm cool. Like it don't bother yeah. me. Like
2: yeah. yeah, we we should have been like shirtless when you came on. You know, sitting have, way boys.
1: I would have fucking laughed my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Like,
2: let's do this. Um. So the Grinder Podcast, which um, so it's it's based around like level one, tier one. So a lot of the the people that listen download this, newer in business for themselves, starting out, maybe looking for that first step, hiring that first employee making that first expansion yep i know it's really broad but you know i try to always ask i mean what's one piece of advice you would give somebody who's whose business has, has started out they're feeling good and they're you know they're scared they're nervous about that first expansion or really trying to grow this thing or live that dream that they see in their mind um
1: you know what what advice would you give them on that i mean if it if it doesn't scare the fuck out of you you're in the wrong spot that's what i mean so like if you're in that zone you feel that way you're in the right reason, which is why most people don't go. You know what I mean? They don't. They get to that point and it scares the fuck out of them. They quit. You know, and so, you know, I think you know you got to believe. You know, you, before anything happens and before anything takes place, like you got to fucking believe. You know, and I relate this back to when I, I worked at Johnson and Johnson prior to coming here ten years ago. You know, I had a pretty nice sales career. You know, I made mid six figures. I was making you know three, four, five hundred grand a year as a twenty six, twenty seven year old kid. And I quit to come here and partially because I didn't believe in what they were doing. And, and I love JJ, so I don't want it to come off as like, oh, I hated J corporate. Like I, I learned so many great things there for my career, but I didn't, I didn't believe in myself doing what I was doing. I didn't love what I did every day. And, you know, my brother and Chris had an opportunity over at First Form, this company that they were starting and, and we wanted to get off the ground, and, you know, and I, and I believe in my brother and I believed in Chris. Chris is, Chris is his business partner in the stores and our business partner together in the brand. And I believe in those guys. I mean, we, we all, we went, we played high school football together. I was a quarterback, Andrew's fullback, and Chris was a tailback. And we've been fighting together for a long time. And so, you know, I, I believed in what they were doing, and I believed in myself to know that we could get together, like we could get that fucking thing cranking. And when you're at home lonely by yourself, and you're wondering if you made the right decision, like I was two, three, four years in, we weren't, we weren't having the success. you got to revert back to, to, to the belief in the mission that you're going to. And you got to learn to believe in yourself. And the only way you can fucking have true belief in yourself is to earn your confidence, is to know that you're giving it fucking hell every day, that you're making the phone calls, you're you're making sure that you're putting in the work physically and mentally every single day to have the confidence to get back in the fucking game. Because if you fake your way through it, which is what most people do, they fucking play business. And when you fake your way through it, you don't have the confidence when the situation comes and you fucking fail, then you quit. And so you got to fucking work hard you got to fucking work hard. And if you're not willing to fucking work hard, then just step the fuck out. But you got to go first, which means you got to create the work ethic and the belief in yourself and the belief in the mission that you're fucking doing. You can't just fucking sweep floors because it's a means to an end. You got to want to have the best fucking floors on planet fucking earth because you believe in the message you're going to send through that fucking floor being that clean. Yeah,
2: Guys, if y'all take nothing else from the, Fucking awesome podcast. At least take that. Apply that shit. Do something with it. Don't just hit play on the next one. Fucking execute. Sal, man, it has been awesome having you on. Awesome Appreciate having you on. Great podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad I kept my shirt on, okay? So it wasn't easy.
1: but I mean, hey. Really okay. <laughs> you got all that, all that fucking hairless body. You want to show it <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. Addison, you want to close the phone? I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. If you- if you could break me like my guys would think you're fucking awesome. Like I there's <laughs> I, you life's about having fun, dude. Life's about fucking yeah, having a good time. Like I that shit's that's my jam, dude. Yeah. I'm in. Good
0: deal. Now we know why he came in where he where we couldn't see him. Yeah, he was yeah. checking things out. <laughs> I was, what the I, fuck I, is it, this
1: thing? Yeah. JT, JP taught me that. Let's come in let's come in from the fucking dark side angle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Make and sure nobody can see you.
2: Yep. So All right, kids.
1: A I'm bounce right right. at three o'clock. And I got appreciate a key, but I gave you yep. your time. Hey, you anything, I appreciate you. you guys. I hope you have a great day and uh, hopefully it does well. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, appreciate you. it. I'm not your best guest, I'll be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See <laughs> Take guys. you guys. See ya. See ya.